0: Thanks for tuning in to Hyperborean Radio. This is CG speaking. With me today is the Lorekeeper, as usual. We have an important conversation, and uh, yeah, pretty much hold on to your panties, because here we go.
1: So today, me and CG, we want to talk about the pagan sphere and kind of just talk about ethnic faith and all these things that have sort of come about from it and all these things that are influencing it at the moment and where these things are sort of starting to cause some issues. And especially how we kind of have to start taking a stand on what matters, what doesn't, and what side of the fence are we sitting on.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, As the title suggests, we need to start taking a stand. Because there's um, been people in in our spheres, I guess you could call it that. Even though I knew that they never were, that are n- now beginning to openly advocate for Christianity, as well as some political personalities that used to keep their mouth shut and about it because they wanted to pull in people from from everywhere. But now they're advocating for Christianity, and I notice we are not doing the same thing, and people are actually withdrawing from it and really i think a lot of it is linked to this over academic pissy ass arguments that people are making like the indo-european hypothesis just for one um which we've covered many times it's it's baseless it is actually baseless if you believe in it i i am sorry for you go actually look at it not what people say at it uh, say about it um because otherwise it's like talking to somebody that's like, Disney is a great company and puts out wonderful art that's meaningful for all the people of the world, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, But I noticed that most of our people were really quiet about it. There's married couples where their spouse doesn't even know, hey, I'm not Abrahamic. I don't believe in oily Josh, and I believe in... I don't know, hailing our ancestors or something like that.
1: Well, why is this a dirty secret? I guess that's my question. If this is something you truly believe in, if you actually believe in the gods, you believe in the ethnic ways, and you can't even tell those that are closest to you, I mean, what is this at that point? I mean, I've noticed this problem that has been permeating the pagans here, and it's especially true. For the Norse Pagans and like the sort of pseudo-Wiccan crowd that unfortunately is an offshoot in the Celtics section, which it shouldn't be. The Celtic myths are chock full of war and basically high tea scenarios, but the Wiccans absconded with them and for some reason they're considered hyper effeminate and they really have no reason to be. And... What this has done is it's created paganism as something equivalent not to a spirituality or something that truly matters, but it's being equated almost more to a subculture. Goth. We're the equivalent of Goths. We're the equivalent of Emos. We're the equivalent of, I don't know, Valley Girls. It's not a, it's not anything. It is a a flash in the pan, and I think this is extreme disservice.
0: Right, and at best, as an academic, um, an academic curiosity, is these are the ways that it has tends to be approached, which is why we're always talking about the living it, the life part of it, and that really there is no name for it, not not in reality. Uh, you can call it paganism, but so is Hinduism, because it's not Abrahamic. You can call it heathen, which is also fair enough, but many other. Um, Many other things fall under under heathen. Um, We grabbed a hold of the name, the the Wild Way, the Way of the Wild. Even we don't have a good name for it because there is no name for it. It is an ethnic way of being. It's not even a faith. It is an ethnic way of being. Is there deities? Sure is. Spirits, giants. Um, There's various rituals, even though most people get just foolish about it. Um, which I've discussed before as well. Because really, uh, if if everything is spiritual, you don't need ritual in the way that so many people want to do it. And really, I notice a lot of our people end up just doing exactly what Christianity says that we did. They, they make the exact same arguments. Well, when are we bringing back human sacrifice? Uh, as soon as I can get to where you're at, Mr. Human Sacrifice Guy, we'll start with you. And then from there we'll take volunteers, and, and and we'll get that sorted out pretty quick. Why are we doing what Christians say that that we did? I I don't get it. It makes it really cringeworthy, and people's like, oh, you're you're one of those. However, I noticed when I tell people that I I, I actually do use the word pagan. That I'm a pagan, they look at me weird, and they're like, "But you don't seem like a," and usually Wiccan or 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 a Satanist or a Viking fanboy comes out of their mouth, and I'm like, "Well, no, I'm actually one of those skull crushing pagans," and they're like, "Ah, I don't even have to explain it any further than that. They know exactly what I mean. That is simply just a way of life."
1: Well, and if you're in this crowd, I am not besmirching you, but there's there's like the super frilly pagans. You know, you have your, um, your kind of hippies and your wiccans and your new age crazy people. And then you have this other section, which I sometimes refer to as the Ragnar wannabes, which that's actually just a subsection of themselves. They're people that are literally playing. This is playing for them. They're actually surprised when they meet people who actually believe this. It is a it is a live-action role-play for them. But then there's also the... I usually don't go after the Temple of Iron at all because they're not doing anything wrong. They're literally just working out and trying to better themselves, and I can't really find Fulton there. But there's this subcategory of which I will basically call the Biker Gang Aesthetic. You know, your uh, Jack Donovans, your um, you know crew of people... And this also tends to veer occulty, but again, if this is what you are described as, I'm not insulting you specifically. It's more that we have become pigeonholed into a subculture, which I think is very, very damaging in comparison to literally any other ethnic faith where it's not a subculture. It's just who you are. And in fact, that's how European ethnic faith worked for the longest time, is it's just who we are. They even said if you did not get baptized, you were a little heathen. You were a little pagan. Your soul would go to the heathen gods. You didn't go to hell, or any sort of Abrahamic afterlife, or anything associated with that. You were just considered to have not left heathenry. And this idea that it is separate, that it is a religion, or people that get super super occulty with it, which, this is why that's a problem. I'm going to be very honest with people who are into the occult. Most people aren't into the occult and they find it extremely cringy and are don't want to hear the first thing about it. No one wants to hear about blood sacrifices on a full moon and the hidden symbolism of a lion eating the sun. I understand that that might be, be very fascinating to you and you might incorporate it into your spirituality, but really?
0: Really, I don't care.
1: Yeah, most people, even other pagans, don't actually care. That's why I subcategorize... Occultists, as separate from what pe- what, I'm tr- what we're trying to do, which is a ethnic faith revival, because occultism inherently is universalist. The the alchemy, the various occult traditions, they spawned out of a synchronizing of pagan and Christian traditions, and really, it doesn't have any bearing. It's something I've said time and time again. You cannot build a society, a a tribe, or a family on esotericism. You're not breeding homunculi here. You're trying to interact with people. Well, and you've...
0: Because you've been reading more more of the books akin to what I read, which is his history, philosophy, stuff like that. And you've even tripped over where some of the great philosophers have mentioned the danger of becoming overly intellectual because then it inevitably slides and slips into esoteric esotericism, which helps nobody. Because it's an escapism. It's an escapism from reality. And if we're going to rebuild the culture, we need to become what people will look up to. What they want to be themselves. And at best, we got people basically trying to recreate Abrahamism. Uh, uh, That's not a word. I'm pretty sure. But you you know where I'm going with it. And they're recreating that Um, with European deities. They're doing all the same things. This god is the same as that god, is the same as this one over here, so we're going to jam them all together. That was our uh, our last talk that we had. And then on top of that, we're going to perform these highly ritualized rituals. We're going to swing around this basket with burning incense in it, around in circles over the dirt, and sing a hymn. And oh, by the way, let's have communion, except we're not going to call it communion. We're going to call it bloat. You don't need all of that if you're actually spiritual. And and we actually had a conversation about this. What was that yesterday where I, I was like, I don't understand what this connection is that people's trying to strive for because I don't feel unconnected ever. No matter what. What What is it that people are trying to become connected to By doing these things I don't get it And you were trying to explain it to me And one of the things was like You described the world as I see the trees over there I see the cement here I see the building over there And then I described the world that I saw Which is I see the leaves growing from the branches I see the birds flying in and out of the trees I see the clouds moving behind the trees I see the the, the effect that the breeze has on everything. When I look here at the cement, I see the, the insects that live in the cracks of the cement. It is a very different world view once you become quote unquote connected. And I cannot understand this. Why is singing a hymn or or waving around a smudge pot making you feel connected to anything you have to actually pay attention to the world first
1: well i guess i'll use and i'm going off of the movies here because i've read the hobbit i haven't read the lord of the rings i mean this is this is i'm gonna use a pop culture reference because this is so popular um in the lord of the rings how many times do they have religious ceremonies do the dwarves constantly pray to the gods? And there is a, a pantheon that Tolkien constructed. It's not usually mentioned, I think, too much outside the Silmarillion. But in the films, at least, there's not a ton of religiosity. If anything, it's mostly a cult of the dead, as people will call it, which is just ancestor veneration. And it's not that the gods aren't there, it's that what is the point of trying to fully appeal to a deity when you're about to fight an orc horde? Hopefully they're on your side, but I guess the long and the short of it is, is the elves are fine being the elves, and the dwarves are fine being the dwarves, and the humans are fine being the humans, and the hobbits are fine being the hobbits. They don't pop off over to church once a week. They don't need to do giant rituals to feel connected. Uh, To bring up something that other people understand, holidays. Holidays are one giant community ritual. Midsummer, Fourth uh, of July, Halloween, Christmas, whatever you call it, whatever the name for this holiday or that holiday is. These are what I would call giant rituals. And they, why do they matter? They matter because other people do it. Like I continue uh, to make pumpkins and carve them and put out jack o' lanterns and try to do a little something for Halloween. But it's empty to me. And it's not because I don't understand the ancestral and the origins of all these traditions. It's because there's no one here to do it with. No one is coming to where we live to hop, to trick or treat. Uh, Last year, that wasn't even a possibility. And nobody else is really putting out uh, any, any decorations. Well, and people... Actually,
0: they might be wondering, well, how do I make a stand? How do I be more forward? I, I don't understand. Well, here's something that I've noticed that Christians do. And I'm, I'm trying to talk to the lore keeper so that uh, this actually becomes more of a fluid conversation. Um, so I'm going to try not to... Sorry, I'm going to try not to talk to you guys dr- directly. But if you want to make a more... Um, vigilant stand I guess a stronger stand against this nonsense i've noticed that the christians they are really quick when they see something that sides with them by the glory of oily josh or if it's something that that they disagree with well it's because people have left the teachings of oily josh well what's stopping us from doing the same thing and being like yeah these good things are hap- these these hyperboreans are doing good things because that is their our ethnic, our bio-spirit coming out in them. They cannot help but do these good things when our people do just disastrous things. Well, they're trying, uh, and uh, why don't we just explain it? As, you know, we have our bio-spirit. is where our moral system comes from. They're trying to follow it, but they've been lied to. It's been twisted, and that's why they're doing these things. Why don't we stand up and actually say these things? because I will explain that to people yeah in real life if I'm if I'm out and out and about and people's talking about stuff like oh this is so bad and that's so bad and why did this guy do that and this other guy do this other this other thing and oh it's just wonderful that somebody stepped up and did this thing I will actually equate these things to the people's bio spirits. No requirement for oily Josh anywhere nowhere. It's just not required. And I actually speak out against universalism in real life. And I noticed nobody in our spheres do this. And if you actually do it, congratulations. Congratulations. But you're flying under the radar. We need to start making more noise as a people.
1: Well, and I think there's this mentality that people have. Because. What we're trying to do is bring the ethnic faith back. And we're not the first people to do this, even in this age, though. And I'm going to be honest, and you can take as much offense as you want from this. This is the sorriest example, including us. Just throw the entire supposed revival of the pagan sphere into a pile right now. This is the sorriest revival of ethnic faith that the Europeans have put out that I have found on record. The Romantic period, beautiful art, deep research, people actually trying to get folk festivals started again. Uh, The Renaissance, great advances in science and mathematics, the return of, granted, it was Mediterranean deities, but considering most most writings in Northern sections were scant and most people were close to the vest or avoiding giving away too much folklore, it makes sense. And there were still the rural people up until the frickin 1900s, supposedly of people still venerating the old deities. Right now, we can't even decide. Most people can't decide if they'd rather be Hindu, rather be Christian, rather incorporate Shintoism into European ethnic faith. It's in the name, European ethnic faith. You can shout that there were white people in India till the cows come home, and I don't have cows, so that would be quite a while. But it doesn't matter. I don't care what the Dravidians do. I don't even care if they still have some of our shit. Egypt has some of our shit. I'm not about to venerate Anubis. It doesn't matter to me. I don't like the idea that these groups are extinct. But what I'm most concerned about is keeping my own from doing that. Now, the reason that this is so important is most people, the way they seem to treat ethnic faith, the way they seem to treat our native spirituality, is it is just a thing that has nothing to do with the average person. What I mean by that is... Basically what you're saying is they have a tendency to treat it like a religion.
0: It's not a religion. It is a way of being. We don't actually require religion. We don't. You, you might like the idea of it, but we don't. You take that notion of religion and start wrapping it around spending time with family. Inspiring and teaching our children. Creating art. Building things. Taking a stand. That's your religion. It is who you are then. Which then, if that is what you are, is that actually a structured religion? A religion is actually something that anybody can follow. Anybody can do it, anybody on the planet. But an ethnic faith is not that. It is something only select groups of people can do. Only Japanese can follow Japanese ethnic faith. Only Chinese can follow Chinese ethnic faith. Only Africans can follow African ethnic faith. Same for the Dravidians and if and the, the Native Americans, north and south. So if this is the case, why is it not the same for us? Why is it a religion that anybody can do for us? It is not as simply a way of being. It is expressing who we are and seeking the positive in who we are, reinforcing the positive.
1: Well, and this is something that has actually really bugged me is literally every single other ethnic faith is presented as if it is integral to the people. Shinto is extremely integrated into the Japanese ethnic the Ainu, their religion their spirituality is inherently connected to their culture and their way of doing things. The same for Yoruba in Africa, the same for various Amerindian ethnic faiths. Why are we trying to model our spirituality off of of a structured religion. There's far more evidence to indicate that the, the ancestor veneration and the spirits of the land, the spirits of the family, these had far more priority. It's not that the gods didn't matter. It's that, you know, the way I put it is why would you bother going to the president when you can go to your boss? You know, if you have an issue with, I don't know, there's A noisy neighbor. Do you go to the president for that? Do you go to the senate for that? Do you go to any high-ranking branch of government? Or is the first thing you do either go to your landlord or try to go over their head to get them to shut the heck up? Constantly going to the deities, to me, gonna be honest, is just odd. Because why go to them for every little thing? And ignore so much more. When you try to just use the Edda's And the sagas or whatever text you're using as all of it then you are going to have a situation where you're creating a bible and this just doesn't exist there's folklore there's folk tales there's myths and cultural attributes and this is just the sad reality is the last thousand or so years we have been under the thumb of a foreign religion And that has affected things over time.
0: Well, and here's my thing about making a stand as well. We have universalists try to sneak into our groups. And yes, if you're one of these uh, Indo-European people, um, you're one of them. There's entire groups set up that I've encountered where the rule is no Indo-European nonsense.
1: And now what do they do? They try slipping in. Well, precisely what they do is claim that they're tribal, but that all these religions are the same. And for everyone who's trying to shove, I don't know, uh, doners into Indra, I have a little bit of a bit of history for you. Do you know what the church did when they when they weren't trying to make our gods demons or fuse them into the Roman pantheon as demons? They would try to make them biblical figures. Isis, for instance. Was Esau? For anyone who doesn't know any biblical texts, that's uh, Isaac's hairy brother, I think. So the combination of our days into something that they are not is really, really old. It is the oldest way of trying to take our culture from us. It is a tactic that has been done for centuries, if not millennia. And I, for one, am a little tired of people falling for it. And that's my two cents on that.
0: Right, well, and they always do this, this, but it's such an academic,
1: and all the academics agree.
0: At that point, you can just call bullshit because academics don't agree on anything. They can't even
1: agree on if water is actually wet. Well, frick, if anyone doesn't realize that uh, the academics have never agreed on anything, keep in mind that there have been actual scientific debates on what the serpent did before God made it crawl. This is a biblical argument in a realm of science. It came to blows because someone had the gall to claim that the snake jumped up and down like a pogo stick and someone freaked out and proclaimed, Satan is not a freaking pogo stick and threw the table over and I'm pretty sure it came to blows after that.
0: Right, well, and then there's other arguments like, well, you see, we came out of the the mountains. We came down from the mountains and we conquered the people of that 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 was in Europe before us, and et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure that you've all heard this. Is just a variation on out of Africa. It is slightly more accurate, though not accurate at all, because the oldest skeleton that I know of currently, and I could be wrong. It could, this this could be updated. Is actually from the Caucasus Mountains. Now here's my question: That was on the eastern side of the Caucasus Mountains. Why would we go up and over a mountain to conquer a people? In an in, in another area when we could've that's bigger than us, by all accounts. When we could've went down a hill and conquered people that were smaller than us.
1: What sense does that make? Well, and this is one thing that constantly gets misrepresented about something we argue. We're not arguing white people weren't in these places. There is archaeological evidence to even establish a population of whites in South America at some point, long before the conquistadors arrived. Here's the thing. That's not the same as saying, this tribe was everywhere. By that same argument, we can argue that the Japanese have always existed in Northern Siberia. Well, and really when those arguments are made, they're
0: just playing into the main narrative. You make that argument, that we came from the Caucasus Mountains and then defeated all the people that are actually native to Europe. You're actually saying we don't belong in Europe and we don't belong in Asia and we don't belong in the Near East, which is an older term for the Middle East. We don't belong in Africa. We don't belong in North Africa. We don't belong in North America. Where the fuck are we from? And, And when these arguments are made... It's just
1: making argument for them. Why are we playing their game for them? Well, and here's my question. People that say we did human sacrifice, look into it. There's no proof. There's Christian atrocity propaganda, which considering they were cannibals when they first started, look it up. They were straight up cannibals. They have the gall to say we were human sacrificing, Well, people would be sacrificed after a battle. That's called executing the prisoners. Well, what about the bog bodies? Well, what you do is when you kill someone and you really want people to forget them, you shove them in the bog. Well, some of them are young. There are 12-year-old girls that have killed multiple people. In some cases, for a reason as flimsy as they don't like Mondays. This isn't strawberry shortcake we're talking about here. Psychos exist. In male... And female. And do you really think in a hyper warlike society that anyone that, I don't know, drowns their little brother in the bathtub and then proceeds to, I don't know, stab someone in the leg and kill them just because they don't like the color of their eyes or, I don't know, the way they smile? Do you think that the first instinct you have isn't, I don't know, kill them and throw away the key wherever you buried them? Right. Well, and basically all these academics. Um,
0: what they're arguing is under our own power. We don't know that killing somebody in their sleep is wrong, that we actually embrace this naturally and that we have to be taught, you know, not to sacrifice people to gods and we have to be taught not to eat other humans. And we have to be taught not to be all super rapey all the time, everywhere. They they act like this is what we would naturally do. Um, Look at the the, the, um, the pioneers when they first went west. Um, the church was complaining because they went out west and become he, became heathen. It's not because they became Native American, because they became a uh, turkey feather Indian. No, they was complaining because they was returning to their own nature. And guess what didn't happen? And guess what did happen on a rare occasion where it did happen? Somebody kills somebody else in their sleep. All of a sudden, that person finds themselves dead. Somebody becomes a little too rapey. Guess what? All of a sudden, they find themselves hung. Somebody, uh, I don't know, the Donner Party. Well, they, they, they partook of cannibalism. Yes, and they were shunned for the rest of their lives. Many of them, commit the, 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 the survivors, most of those committed suicide after the fact because they were shunned and horrified with what they did. Is that only because of the power of oily
1: Josh? Or is it kind of in our nature? Well, it's like your granny used to say: if you, you sh- there's no excuse for eating a human. If you're too dumb to find food in a forest, you deserve to die. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's all that we, we keep falling for it. That's the most confusing bit. People that want to get back to ethnic faith. They are buying the Kool-Aid. It is the weirdest thing.
0: Well, and it's the it's being done in the exact same way. Well, all the educated people they have found they say, well,
1: educated people say all kinds of stupid shit. If you want proof, look at the Middle Ages. Guess what? Anyone who wasn't Christian venerated. Look
0: at Bill Gates. He's educated. He says all kinds of stupid shit.
1: Yes. You are. You are just. A, what people are doing is they are they're trying to put their trust in what I guess you could call wise men who aren't very wise. Just because they've got the pointy hat and the staff doesn't make the, them sometimes it just makes them a crazy person. And sometimes it makes them a fool in a costume. Just because someone's got the glasses, the beard, the bald head, and the tweed suit does not mean they know what they're talking about. I've been to college and I can safely say, most people, professor and student, have no idea what they're talking about. And that wasn't me shaming anyone who didn't go to college, because I chalk up my time at college to a waste of my time. But for most people, yeah, I've been, if you've interacted with professors, there's maybe one in every few that isn't just regurgitating the same shit you're learning now. Well, and it's it's... They've even admitted that it's all
0: pretty much to reinforce the notion of the Bible. All these academic views, they all come out of Africa. Why do they all come out of Africa? Because they need all the people on the planet to be the same species. They need it. They require it. They track it back to Adam and Eve. How has nobody noticed this? Well, they've disproven the, the Af- out of Africa theory. Yes, they have. Um, most people are unaware of it. And then they just transfer the exact same theory to the Caucasus Mountains. Well, all humans came from the Caucasus Mountains. What? What? Why? Why is this a must? Why do they keep pushing this? And it, it doesn't stop there. It does not stop there. It, it's,
1: and why are we freaking repeating it? Well, for instance, the whole Cheddar Man, white people used to be brown until a random mutation. There's no proof of that. There's none. None. The freaking Neanderthal, which, whether or not you believe they were, you know, us or whatever, they had blonde and red hair. And brown hair. And brown hair. They were effectively white. So, here's my question. Either they're our ancestors, or we're so frickin' bred up with them that it, they still are. I mean, here's the thing, is if there's less than 2 if there's, what, like, about 2%, less than 2% DNA difference supposedly between all the human races averaged together, and a chimpanzee, or a bonobo, or whatever the frick it is, how the heck do we have 10% DNA on average from Neanderthals? And just us. And just us? I mean, there's some peppering in the Native Americans, supposedly, but here's my question. Anyone ever noticed how many weirdly white their uh, legends sound? Like, for instance, I don't know, the moon-eyed people with their blue eyes and golden hair who lived in Appalachia. Or uh, Bigfoot. They sound like my uncles. Right, but, I mean, really, whenever, whenever this nonsense crops up,
0: we need to start calling it out. When we see good things, we need to say... Yes, that's because of our bio spirit. It's because inherently we are pagan. They did not do that because of Christianity. They did that wonderful thing despite it. They did not do that wonderful thing because of the educational system of the SJW. They did that wonderful thing simply because they followed their bio spirit. We are amazing. Isn't that great? Those people over there that's doing the, the messed up things, the fucked up things those people over there are doing those fucked up things because they're trying to follow their bio spirit but they don't understand it at all and they're being taken advantage of and that's why they're doing that this is actually what we talk about all the time and we need to start taking a stand because we have uh, there's a few podcasters that came up flying the um the the pagan flag and now they're catholic why 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 does that happen It's because they're following that that academic stuff rather than focusing on who we are as a people. And all the academic stuff is set up to lead us back to oily Josh. All of it.
1: Yep, and here's another big lie, and this one's actually about America. And I'm not talking about the probable white people that were here uh, pre-immigration from Europe. Here's my big question. Everyone, gets, everyone hears the story of the pilgrims. Everyone hears the story of the Quakers and the, the Christians who came here to breathe free and have religious freedom for Christianity. Did anyone else notice that the beginning of immigration into Europe, from Europe I mean, to America, happens to roughly coincide with um, witch trials? Or, here's another question. Why were there so many complaints about certain groups of settlers that they seemed too heathen? Or here's another question. Why, if people, everyone that came over here was super Christian, do we have traditions like Santa Claus? Or Halloween at all? The, these puritanical groups that people talk about, the Baptists, the, the, the Quakers, the... The pilgrims, these hyper-religious sects and I know some some of the ones I mentioned probably still kept a lot of the traditions but I mean really? And even among them, even among them there were practitioners of just enough folk faith to get killed this whole ergot thing is bullshit it wasn't because people were hallucinating it's because they were like hey, let's just I don't know Kill this person because they're not Christian enough.
0: Right. Well, and then everybody goes to, I think it's one case actually where the guy actually did kill some people and cannibalism and he confessed to it. I think it's one case. Most of them, no, no, that that wasn't it. It was literally just because they didn't go to church. And then this is something both America and Australia, I know, catch a lot of shit for. Well, your, con- your country was populated by criminals. They were kicked out of our countries because they were criminals, implying that all criminals are murderers, rapists, pedophiles, and, and or possibly cannibals. But think about our prisons today. Who's actually in there? Is there murderers in there? Sure is. Um, are there um, rapists in there? Sure are. What are the percentages that's white? I don't know. Are there pedophiles in there? Sure are. What other percentages again? I don't know. But this is my actual question. How many are in there and in prison in, say, England for saying the wrong thing online? Or worse yet, to somebody's face? How many people are in prison are are, are imprisoned in America basically for, I don't know, daring to get together or Canada we're daring to get together
1: while we're locked
0: down. Just because somebody is in prison doesn't mean that they should be.
1: Well, frick, there were people that defended themselves from BLM and Antifa, and they're in prison. This is not some... The witch hunt is happening again, except this time, they're going after anyone who's free-thinking, anyone who disagrees. And this is just the reality of it. We have to take a stand we have to acknowledge that if we're not willing to push and push actual ethnic faith not some subsection religion like wiccanism or the asatru folk assembly and again if you're in those fine like i've said before i can't reach through the screen grab you and force you to do anything my way but here's my question do you actually want this to come back or are you fine with this being a group of niche people that gather in the woods under hoods and use runes for divination. Basically playing like we're a bunch of frickin' fortune tellers.
0: Not actually changing anything. Not actually changing anything. Because we have to be bold. We have to be forward. We have to make a stand if we want things to change. We have to. Or And, and here's, here's, a, here's a sad thing that a lot of people's going to cry about. Actually, I'm kind of happier about it. But the witch trials... They burned so many women. Well, actually most people were put in prison. Were there executions? Sure as fuck were. But it was both men and women. And if you go into the church, who basically they're into the church records and they're very good in this way, like like, um, accountants, immaculate records. Most of the people that they executed for for witchcraft are a variation on being a werewolf, basically being heathen, were males. Yes, there were females executed as well. Um, But only the unrepentant. Um, Everybody else went to prison. The vast bulk went to prison. So, now, let's, let's do a little extrapolation here. If they're sending out criminals to Australia and they're sending out criminals to America,
1: who do you think was the most likely ones to come to America or Australia. Well, and then on top of that, here's another thing. Just because they didn't call themselves heathen didn't mean they weren't. How many people to this day, like there are people who call themselves Christian in Russia who have never heard of Jesus Christ. It is the weirdest thing. Or another example, how many people, I don't know, we're venerating House spirits, venerating ancestors, still are, every Halloween. What do you think those pumpkins are that we put out? And there's a reason I don't call Halloween Samhain. Well, first of all, even in the frickin' Celtic, the British Isles, it's not even really called Samhain, except by, like, a handful of people. I think it's an older name for it, but the the example I found that's still in, intact in, like, uh, the Isle of Man is called Haptuna. I don't remember what it translates to. But these names change over time. Like Halloween was All Hallows' Eve. And here's the funniest thing is it wasn't even the biggest time period for that holiday. It was actually like the Eve. And then there were two holidays in the Christian calendar, All Saints' Day and All Souls' Day, that were actually more important and more integrated into that form of spirituality. And then we have the weird s- combination of Spanish and Mexican culture called Day of the Dead. Well,
0: and aside from that, the whole point really is, is that we need to make a stand. How can you make a stand? Actually, by making a stand. You see somebody spouting off Indo-European nonsense online, just call them a Hindu. That's what, it, that's what has been done with it. The original intent of it was to link European stories, mythology, spirituality to Hebrew. But they couldn't do that. So then they had to sidestep around over to Sanskrit Hinduism. Because they had to tie the the, the handful of languages and we have European groups that are excluded, the Finns. They're not part of the Indo-European, the Basque. They're not part of the Indo-European hypothesis. They don't like the Celtic languages because they can't jam it into the Indo-European hypothesis. So, they do take what languages that they can, which are uh, Latin and Greek and a handful of other ones, basically from, from that portion of the world. They link that to Sanskrit. Then they have to then link it to Hinduism. And then... Then they can link it to Hebrew, which then leads them back to Oily Josh. Congratulations. The circle is complete. How do we make a stand? We call the stuff out. Cut them off at, at Hinduism. Don't just, oh, well, you're on your way back to Oily Josh. No, cut them off at Hinduism. Yeah, Hindus, you know, white Hindus aren't a thing. Even Even the Dravidians should not accept white Hindus. They should not. Otherwise, they are universalist. And I know that there's groups there that don't, and they're like, no, 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 no. But by and large, they do. And guess what? Hinduism has already made the connection between Judaism, Christianity, Islam, and Hinduism. They've
1: already made those connections for them. Well, the frickin' Hari Krishna movement was one just one giant move to try and fuse Krishna with Christ. There's so much art out of that, it's insane. I mean, frick, you can look it up uh, in Hinduism. They have like Santa Krishna and I think Santa, like Mrs. Claus Sarasvati or whatever. And here's the thing is people that try to jam Hindu gods, you know, both the old and the new and whatever, into European gods, they tend to have an extremely cursory and Uh, carefully chosen and curated form of Hinduism presented to them because there's thousands and thousands and thousands of Hindu gods and they're not venerated all the same way or in the same way or in the same ranking system. And languages, there are dialects, multiple dialects, like you uh, talk to our Spanish friend Alex. The different dialects in Spain may as well be different languages. And if you have a massive German grouping, you can typically if you have the choice between twelve, thirteen, fourteen different words, yes, you can find one that matches another language with twelve, fourteen, twenty, thirty different words that mean well, what
0: the same thing. Yes. That's an excluded language.
1: Yes. So if you're out there, uh, he goes by Vinamoinen. If you're out there, Vinamoinen, thank you for making the Finnish part of the Indo-European. You just disproved your own argument. Right. Well, and
0: here's the thing is it all comes back down to we need to make a stand and we need to do it publicly. We need to start anything good that our people do, anything that's brave, noble, strong. Yes, they do this because of who we are as a people. They do it in spite of these these universalistic ideas. They cannot help but do this. The bad people, they've been brainwashed by Christianity. They've been brainwashed by academia. They've been brainwashed by, um and, and by academia, I don't mean real academia. I mean this pseudo-pop cult crap that goes on scientists complain about it academics complain about it this it's a pseudo academia they don't actually look very far into anything and it's all just buzzwords everywhere and yeah it's, so they've been they've been had their natures twisted by the schooling system. I guess we could go that way. And that's why they're they're not, they're not trying to express their, their bio spirit, but they're doing it in a very negative way because they've been taught that that is how to be good. Because part of our bio spirit is we want to be good. We want to be the hero of the story. We want to be admired. We want to be loved. So when they're taught, to do these other things and well this is how you're good this is how you're heroic this is how you'll be loved has anybody noticed just how miserable those people are they are doing everything that they're told that is required to be good and yet they are miserable why why are they miserable it's because they deep down inside while they're trying to follow their ethnic spirit their their our bio spirit they know they're not they know that the expression is twisted and tainted and warped, and they just don't know why, so they think that they're just doing it wrong somehow. I'm told this is what I'm supposed to do, and we need to step up and start saying, this is why these people are miserable. This is why they're going insane. This is why those women are are maiming themselves, shaving their heads, putting tattoos on, silly tattoos on their faces and, and piercings everywhere and... They have a tendency to either get way too fat or way too skinny. So effectively, they're maiming themselves. And why are they doing that? It's because they're not happy, they're punishing themselves. But if they're doing what's supposedly good, why are they miserable? It's because deep down inside, they know it's not true. So we need to have the courage to step up and start swatting this stuff down. And there's been false academics through all of written history. I mean, you, you can read old philosophers and old scholars and old academics and the old scientists complaining about it. You have this, the ones are genuinely trying to do something, and then you got the ones trying to make a quick buck off from it. There, and the church was actually one of the major complaints until the church put the kibosh to that and started imprisoning them. Um, Michelangelo. Michelangelo, anyone? Yes, I know that he was an artist but he was jailed for heresy. Um, Newton, jailed for heresy. Uh, and the list is really long. I could look it up, but you know what? I'm going to trust you to look up the these old philosophers and artists and scientists that were jailed for heresy. And yeah, they might have been wrong about certain things, but they were also right about other things. Otherwise, we wouldn't know about them we would have forgotten. We need to start taking the stand because the the followers of Oily Josh are taking credit. They're taking credit for everything that our people are doing. We got portions of the, the movement that's supposed to give us the tools to defend ourselves. I've heard some of these people I don't follow, so I will admit it's I've heard rumor that they have actually turned against the people trying to follow the ethnic faith and are embracing the oily Joshness. So we need to take a stand in how do we do that? By actually saying something. When we see it, call it out. Don't let those Indo-European people continue on. Point out to people, uh, yeah, uh, Hyperboreans were descended of Neanderthals. Neanderthals have been found with every color of white people hair. Gee, isn't it amazing if we're actually descended directly descended from them? We need to step up and start letting people know and shutting down, shutting down the nonsense. Shutting down this whole, well, you see, the European food doesn't actually come from Europe. It comes from Asia. It comes from India. It comes from blah, 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 blah. Because if we let them, and they have done it, they will take everything from us. Academically, nothing existed in Europe until, like, what... Until definitely until after Christ showed up, somewhere around 1500 A.D. or some shit, nothing. It's just just dirt and ice everywhere. There was no culture. There was no nothing because, let me see, our metalworking didn't originate there. Nope, we had to steal that cloth. Nope, we 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 had we was incapable of making cloth. We had to go steal that. Um, all the trees that's in Europe. Nope, those didn't come from there. Those came from from everywhere but Europe. Um, minerals. Nope. We had to be taught how to mine those. Um, Art. Nope, we didn't do that either. Pick a food. Pick a food, pick an animal, pick a plant, pick an art style, pick anything, and people are trying to to claim it. Why are we... We cannot let them do that. And they will do so in the name of Oily Josh. They will do so in the name of Vishnu
1: or Chakra or whatever their freaking names are. And this is... This is something we have to just stop. We have to just stop letting it happen. Stop letting people... It's like we said in the last stream. Stop letting them lay the ground rules. They want to fuse two deities on completely opposite sides of a freaking supercontinent. They need to be the ones to prove that. They can't just say, well, scholars say. Scholars used to say that women couldn't drive because they would just get the vapors. Scholars used to say that Jesus was definitely the thing.
0: Well, scholars used to say that the absolute speed, limit of speed, was 35 miles an hour when horses can run faster than that. That if a human being went more than 35 miles an hour without a windscreen in front of them, our skin would peel off. Academics used to actually say that. Scholars used to actually say that. 60 miles an hour will never, it's impossible. Nothing can move at 60 miles an hour. Oh, wait, we broke that one. Okay, nothing can go faster than I think the next step up was 82 miles an hour. 100 miles an hour will never be beaten. Okay, well, 100 miles an hour can be beaten, but it will never be beaten by a land vehicle. Oh, wait, we did that. 200 miles an hour can never be beaten by a land vehicle. Scholars say lots of stuff. Lots of stuff
1: that isn't true question question. notably um, man will not fly for a million years a few years later the Wright brothers happened S- the simple fact is, is that as much as it's not a comfortable fact there is no way to know everything and this fusion with Hindu deities that people do this fusion with Biblical figures that people do. It's all the same thing. The occultists that will try to claim the Anunnaki are the origin of all religions. the, cultism, is, the
0: first books that everybody goes off from, the first books that everybody goes off from was written by Jews. Which aren't, they, they aren't us. So why are, again, following something that isn't white? Well, this book was written by a white guy and that book was written by a white guy but based off from not us. Whites have written lots of Christian texts uh, because the, the Christians, they don't like relying on the Bible because that's too easy to tear apart. So they go into the Christian philosophers, the Christian scientists.
1: Well, and the amount of people that will take all this occultism, all the, the Bible, the Hindu texts, and then anything that is a, like the books, so, so not even the folklore, but just like the published books, which the literary tradition of, or the Skaldic tradition or whatever you want to call it, was different from the actual folk belief. They were not identical. The Olympian tradition that's present in most Greek myths is not the same that everywhere ve- venerated. It's not even close. And it, it's all, people will group this all together claiming it's because it's all Aryan. What the fuck? frick are you defining as Aryan that you can throw in Hinduism and all this occult bullshit and Judaism? well and here's here's the thing when they start
0: making the Aryan argument is just another version of the biblical argument well see there was a singular tribe a singular tribe of Hyperboreans of whites and they were called Aryans and they went out and they struck out all a singular tribe that's where you catch it it's a singular tribe a singular one which then is easy to backtrace to the first man and the first woman. Does that story sound similar to any other universalistic story? Oh, wait. Yes. Yes, it does. As a matter of fact, it sounds very similar to every universalistic story. Every
1: one of them. Every one of them. And the reason we're bringing this up is we actually do want a revived ethnic faith. We want people to return to who they are. It's not out of hatred. It's not out of anything else. It is because it is the best for our people. It has consistently been represented in the worst possible way to make people uninterested in it. I was reading a book, and if that had been one of the first books I had read when I got into paganism, I might have gone Catholic. This is how bad they are representing our ethnic faith. They are representing us as monsters, and idiots, and simps, and whatever they want it to be. I am not going to define 100% what ethnic faith is, because someone who makes music is going to have a different view of it than me, than CG, than...
0: But they can still wrap it around our people. Our music is ours.
1: Yes. And it's that simple. It's about the people. And however you need to frame that, but that's the point of ethnic faith. It's not a situation of, I'm going to pick whatever God I like. I'm going to venerate Quetzalcoatl. And I've said this before and I'll say this again. We have to define what kind of pagan we are. Does it matter to us if this comes back? Does it matter if paganism, if ethnic faith actually comes back? Or are we okay with it being this weird Viking-esque subculture? What is it we actually want? What is it you want? I know what me and CG want. We want our people to have our spirituality back, to have ourselves back, to not be told that we have some original sin, to not be berated, to not have to give money to an organization that hates us called the Catholic Church.
0: Or the Church of
1: Woke. Or the Church of Woke, or whatever thing you want. The Church of the Republicans, the Church of the Democrats, all of these nonsensical replacement ideologies that are being used to fill a void that, think about it. Most people who are Christian, on the off chance you're listening to this, when is the most happy you've been when it comes to your Christian faith? Is it perhaps the holidays that are all based off of old pagan festivals, or you get to spend time with family? Well,
0: in Hyperborean values, like spending time with family, because respect thy father, respect thy mother. Yes, that's Christian. It, it is in the Christian book. However, you're also supposed to deny your mother, brother, sister and father you're supposed to deny them that is in the book you're supposed to turn your back and deny your family for that cannibal God that cannibal God oily Josh so don't you can't that's why Christians hate being stuck with just that book and why they go to these libraries well well the Christian writings and look at this Christian philosopher and look at this Christian scientist and look at this Christian fiction writer okay but you got this wonderful little book that holds all of your religion in it and it is ridiculous and it does not belong to us what makes christians happy the happiest i've ever seen them is when they are
1: behaving the most heathen and this is this is one of the fallacies i've seen is read aquinas read c.s lewis i've read c.s lewis it's fantastic At least his philosophy books are, some of the ones I've read. Here's my thing. Do you like Stoicism? Do you like Plato? Do you like Aristotle or Diogenes? Or any number of famous Greek or Roman philosophers? So maybe you should try Roman religion. I mean, that's the same logic they're using. I like C.S. Lewis, therefore I should be Christian. Great. I I like... I enjoyed the Tao Te Ching, I'll go join Taoism. It's nonsensical. You can like something from a people without wanting to be that people. You can enjoy a song by Nina Simone and not want to dye your skin black and go get a perm to look like a black person.
0: Right. So, again, we need to take a stand. And we don't need to be angry about it. We just need to not take the bullcrap. We... We actually need to be resilient. We need to be um, stoic about it. We need to understand. People are not going to be happy with us saying, yeah, that thing that you're saying is, is the Oily Josh worship. Like, the Christian values. What Christian values? Which ones? I've asked them directly. Well, the Ten, the, the Ten Commandments. Okay but that's not the values that everybody's always talking about. Where are they in the book? Because I can find the, the things where oh, it's genocide, that's that's good. That's good. Cannibalism, that's okay. Incest, that's good too. I mean, I can find all these things in that book, but I can't find these Christian values that everybody keeps talking about. It's because they aren't. They're hyperborean values. We and yeah, many of them's been twisted. And we need to take this. This we need to take it back. We cannot let them have it. And we need to be vocal about it. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. We won't be able to rebuild our culture. We will not be able to save ourselves. And
1: everybody, it's just going to go right back to what it was, or way, way worse. Because there's going to be even fewer of us that actually bother to care. And this is. Need to
0: not be scared to share things like this podcast.
1: No, and here's another thing I want to mention to people is there's a lot of people who were atheistic and then they go back to Christianity and they become extremely dogmatic and very, very zealous. Here's why. And this actually happened uh, with, um, uh, I think his name's Owen Benjamin because I don't think he was very religious. I think he might've been an atheist. He held his baby in his arms and this is a story from him and I might be paraphrasing it a bit. And then he knew that there was some kind of God. And then how did he choose Christianity? And he might not even be Christian anymore. I don't know. I know, I know he's probably not pagan. His his uh, friend, Stephen Crowder. Or his could, friend at the time. His friend at the time. They're not friends anymore. He told him about Christianity. What happened was he had a spiritual experience where he realized that there was greater things than just what you can see. Uh, um. A transcendent experience, I think, is how some people talk about it. And then he was given the—he took the first option that a friendly face gave him. These people that go out into nature and say they find God, these people that are like, "I am no longer an atheist," that doesn't mean they just think that means default back to Christianity because they don't know there's another option that doesn't involve dressing up like a sex offender and ringing bells. It it's asinine, and why are we letting these people be the face of our spirituality, of our culture?
0: Well, something else I want to bring up, and you can talk talk about it to further degree than, than I can because you've read way more of the lore than I have. But people's like, Well, the written lore. Here's the thing. There is a lot of written lore, and it's not all what's presented. There is more to the Scandinavian or Icelandic lore than the Eddas, there is more to the the Roman um, uh, pantheon, I guess, uh, to their written lore than what you what is presented to you in high school. There is more to the Greek than these tired old stories that we've all heard that they've made the, the same movies over again and again and again, and that we learned in high school. There is so much written lore out there but where you're you're it's disseminated it's disseminated information you're not going to find it greek lore 101 enter and then you get all the greek lore in one book nope nope it doesn't happen that way
1: well, for instance, people that will try to fuse anything from the Roman Pantheon into anything else are already barking up the wrong tree, because almost all of those deities had nothing to do with what they were fused into in regards to the... Uh, in regards to the Greek Pantheon. Mars was an agricultural deity. Venus was a goddess of vegetables. Uh, Vesta was a spirit of the hearth. Not a goddess, a spirit. I want to make that very clear. Right. Well, and you're doing uh,
0: doing alternative, I guess, um, research where it's not just lore focus. Now, now you're starting to focus on other histories uh, like war history, etc. But yeah, I'm, um, you con- commented to me, oh yeah, they do actually mention the the gods of this tribe or that tribe or some of the customs that they had when they're in the in military history. So you're not going to find it all under folklore or mythology. Some of it you're going to find in, uh, I don't know, when they're talking about the trading customs between this people and that people. Uh, so history. You're going to find it in various forms of history. It, it's its everywhere. It's not all clumped together. You can't just find it all on a quick Google search and then call it a
1: day. Well, and there's the other issue, and this is actually going to be the the kisser, the kicker, when it comes to why etymological arguments really don't work. It's the same reason that people will try to jam way too many gods together under the argument that there's different names. Here's my question. How can you jam gods together based on their names when most people will admit that a god's name can change over time? Like Frey and Frere, they'll try to jam them in with uh, other deities. No, people have actually admitted that might not be their original name. That might just be the name that they were known by. But then you can't just jam every goddess with a pussy into Freya. It doesn't work that way. And we've already been given multiple possible names for Freya. And this is the thing. Names can change over time, but that doesn't mean God A and God B are the same just because of that. It's people are constantly reaching and
0: it's a move towards universal.
1: it's a move towards universalism
0: period that that's that is the step to universalism first you take the thousand gods then you combine those down until you got um, four or five makes it really easy to jam the last ones together until you got three two or one doesn't that sound familiar? well Hinduism has millions of gods which are all aspects of one. So effectively, they have one god. We, on the other hand, have at least thousands, most likely tens of thousands, potentially even millions.
1: Well, cause just the Greek pantheon alone, Hera was not the queen everywhere. She wasn't even the queen in all versions of the lore that we have. There were different subsections of Greece that had a completely different setup for the pantheon many goddesses that end up as mortal women or nymphs were actually just ex- were extremely important in other areas, even the Minotaur, something that is just relegated to a monster in most forms of fantasy today. That was most likely the Minoan horned god. Did anyone ever wonder why an entire area that, oh, I don't know, happens to be highly bull focused like, the cow and the bull and all that was an extremely important religious symbol in that area. And the whole white bull showing up twice in regards to Minoan lore, once as, you know, a very powerful deity that happened to impregnate and then the Europa gave birth to Minos, who, you know, eventually created the whole thing. Does anyone else wonder if that wasn't just some ba- some stupidity that happened? Because the Greeks did that. When a city-state conquered another area, they would impose a lot of their own lore on another. I don't try to do that whenever I look at lore. I understand that this stuff has been fucked with way longer than we can even possibly remember. And I understand there are gods that, as sad as it is, we will never know any more stories about them than we already have unless we make more well there's some
0: we don't even have the names for anymore no names no stories they they once existed but we have no idea there's no way that we can know why because the stories just didn't continue for whatever reason i mean and do I know this for a fact? Absolutely not. I am hedging bets on mathematical probability. But, yeah, we need to start taking a stand. We need to start stepping up, congratulating people that's doing good things, um, and do basically we have to do what all these other people are doing. The the SJWs, when somebody does something good, oh yeah, yeah, he does that good thing because we taught him to do do the good thing the oily Josh worshipers. Oh yeah. They do the good thing because they're bringing oily Josh back into their heart. Oh, those ones over there, they're doing bad things because they're just racist Nazis. Say the SJWs, um, like asking questions. Ooh, ooh, how dare they? Or from the Christian's perspective, if only they had oily Josh inside of them, they they would not be doing those things. And we need to step up and we need to start doing the same thing. And even 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 when with the non whites, they do something that's good for them, which if you don't understand the, the variety of biospirit, probably stay away from that. But I've done enough studying, looking around the world, in general I can say, yeah, they're doing that thing because that's their that's their biospirit and good for them. As long as they're leaving us the fuck out of it. They're doing that. They're not doing that because of oily Josh. They're not doing that because of Vishnu. They're not doing, they're doing that because they're them.
1: Well, and this is what we're recommending is to take a stand. We're not recommending to use underhanded tactics. We're not recommending that kind of crud. We're recommending that we decide, do we want our spirituality back? If we do, we need to be willing to take a stand and say, I am this. This matters to me. We can't just keep sitting idly by and twiddling our thumbs and pretending that it doesn't matter and that something magical will happen that will make everyone return to it. Some mass awakening. It's not happening. It's That's not how this works. You know how you get a mass awakening? You work for it. You tell the stories. You Broadcast it, you show people what it is. Shintoism, Native American face, all these other things, they are so integral to the people.
0: Here's what they do. Here's what they do. Because they're they're actually having a revival, a noticeable revival. And here's what they do that we don't. They stand up proud. And they say, Yeah, this is what it is. And no, you can't do it because sorry, you're the wrong ethnic group. They they do not apologize, they do not hesitate. They don't care what names are called. And basically, we need to do the same thing. Be like, oh, yeah, there's versions of it, but it's not actually what it is because this is exactly what these other groups are doing where they're they're having these revivals that we're pushing for for our own people. And that they're unapologetic. What are they going to do? Call us mean names? Well, yeah. Um, maybe they might fire us. At this point, you have to ask yourself, how much does my people mean to me? I mean, really, it might actually come down to that. I hope that it doesn't, but it might actually come down to this.
1: Well, and this is the other thing is simply put, if we aren't vocal, how do people know who we are? Like there could be hundreds of other heathens just within blocks of where we live, but nobody talks about it. And that doesn't mean just wear a Mjolnir and your leather jacket. You know, I know like me and CG have that stereotypical shaved head beard heathen look. That's because CG has no qualms with uh, grabbing your hair in a sparring match at all. And nor will anyone else that attacks you. But my point being is we have to present ourselves as the actual European ethnic faith. We have to present what we are as what we are. We cannot allow this whole... Well, Christianity is a white faith. Yeah, yeah, and so is Buddhism and everything else, apparently. Does this matter to you? This is a direct question to the audience. and Does it matter if we get the, Christ, the Christianity that has killed millions of us? Slaughtered children?
0: Well, millions of people around the world.
1: Yes. I mean... Everything from nuns just drowning babies, witch burnings, executions, wars that were fought dirtily, kidnapping, hostages. Look into the Irish um, um, orphanages. This is not something we can just say, oh, but it's fine now. The satanic panic was less than 50 years ago, people. Whenever they get power, they come for us. You aren't even allowed to have freaking D&D. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's not pretend that they are going to magically be like, oh yes, together, brother. No, we are on the chopping block. At best to them, we're cannon fodder. Because here's a basic rule of Abrahamism, and this is why Christianity and Islam fight so much. Anyone who's not Christian is beneath them. Everyone who's not Muslim is beneath them. So here's their question that they're constantly trying to get the other one to say, which one of those two is beneath the other.
0: Well, and don't discount the the satanic panic of the 80s. There were people that went to prison over that, over mere accusations. And yeah, and really they still are. So I mean, still are in prison, there's some of them. They didn't do anything other than be accused of being devil worshipers what how and, and tell me tell me it's not gonna happen again tell me it's not gonna happen again we need to make the stand and we need to stand together with people that aren't pushing all this this nonsense trying to gear us towards universalism Universalism will ultimately it will destroy the planet I mean really following an ethnic faith, is the best thing that you can do for climate change? I mean, tell me that I'm actually wrong because I, I've 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 thought about it. I've examined it. No, really. If we was all allowed to follow our our ethnic faiths, kind of separate out from each other and go back to our own natures, um, yeah, yeah, a lot of things would change. A lot of things would change.
1: And this is, I'm not saying you can't be in contact with non-ethnic faith pagans. I'm merely saying this needs to matter.
0: Well, do the same thing that they do. Do the same thing that they do. They have no problem proselytizing to us, coming into our spheres and proselytizing to us. Screw it. Do the same thing back. They, they want to bring a weapon onto the field of battle. Take it away from them and stab them with it. I don't care what the weapon is. This is why we lost to Christianity in the first place, is because we insisted on fighting by our own rules. We was playing checkers. They come in and they play chess. Well, they can continue playing chess. Screw it. We're going bowl. They want to try bowling with us. We'll switch over to polo. It doesn't matter. And we will consistently use any tool that they want to bring on to the accusations. I don't care. I don't care what the weapon is that they bring onto the field. Take it away from them and use it back against them. They proselytize like crazy. All of them need to start doing the same thing back. Don't be afraid to speak up. What's the worst that's going to happen?
1: They're going to call you a poopy head. Well, and here's the thing is... It's not supposed to be a political party. It's not supposed to be a subculture. It is supposed to be everything that we are. And here's the thing. Sometimes that means someone leans liberal. Sometimes that means someone leans conservative. The main thing they should have in common is that the people matter. Jack London, for instance, famous, famous writer in America. He was a socialist for much of his life, but he was always for his people. I am not a pro-socialist, if you've ever seen one of...
0: Well, actually, we're not even political.
1: We're not, but my point is you cannot think that it is somehow favoring some sort of right or left-leaning modern form of politics. It just wouldn't do that. That's not how an ethnic faith works. It's neither conservative nor liberal. It is the people.
0: Right. We're not trying to start a political movement because I believe, well, us for sure, and most likely most of the people out in the audience— Understand politics is not going to save us, but everybody wants to make everything political. So this is the political spectrum that I myself have been accused of. I am authoritarian. I am socialist. I am, um, um, tyrannical, and I am a, a hardcore capitalist and I'm all the way all right, all the way over to extreme left. They don't even know what to call me. Because, what? Because they don't even know what to call me. Well, you're well, you're kind of wishy-washy and sounding a little bit communist, except for you know when you sound like a capitalist, except for you know when you sound like a socialist, except for when you sound like a Marxist. That's because I'm not political. I actually only care about uh, about our people, and to me, it's about the culture, and I understand our people, um, in general. I don't understand probably you specifically, but I understand our people in general. I understand our history. I, I've I've actually read books. Oh my goodness! And I'm because everything isn't on the internet. Some things are literally in books, which we're going to discuss on another show eventually. That some things you can literally only find in books.
1: Well, and you brought up that people can't place us on the political spectrum. They also can't place us on the religious spectrum. Everybody I've met who's more Wiccan accuses me of being some, I don't know, alt-right, supposed super-nazi, dogmatic. dogmatic super-Nazi. And everyone who's more on the dogmatic, our religion is super dogmatic. Hail all Father Odin, my replacement for Yahweh. Everyone that does that, I am the most. Wiccan, just anti-religious, anarchic motherfucker they've ever met. Oh
0: yeah, I forgot to put An- Anarch- uh narco into the political And we're not political.
1: No, we're not political. And the reason that everyone can't fit where our supposed spirituality is, is very simple. We don't define it by Wiccan. We don't define it by Asatru. We define it by the people. That doesn't mean there's not deities that I value, but more than likely, Most of them are not going to be ones you've heard of because I tried to get as close to where I'm from ancestrally as possible. And I found in doing that, I got the best connection I could. This is the thing. When you are not... We're not fence-sitters. We're just not political. We understand politics. We've read politics. We've looked into politics. We aren't really anything because why be part of a... binary system. There's no binaries in nature. You know what happens to, to the plant? It gets eaten by an herbivore. You know what the herb happens to the herbivore? It gets eaten by a carnivore. You know what happens to the carnivore? It eventually dies, whether that's by the hand of the herbivore, the carnivore, poisonous berries, or anything else. You know what happens to that carnivore? It gets decomposed by bugs and roots and fungi. And then what happens to those plants and those bugs and those fungi? They get eaten by the herbivores. The binary doesn't exist. It's not, I am a vegan or I am part of the carnivore diet. It's, in nature, I got a whole elk. I'm going to eat really well for the next few months. But I didn't catch another elk, so it looks like it's potatoes for me.
0: Yeah, and I mean, really, um, pretty much, we just need to start taking a stand. We need to start taking a stand. Start asking questions. Because I, I was playing a game with uh, with somebody I talked to on a fairly regular basis, and we it, it was just a thought game. It's, it was a game of how to think, not what to think. How to think. How to ask the questions, and then how to co- arrive at answers. And it, it, it can be a lot of fun. Just... Oh, can you tell me about Odin? That's not a good question. That's actually a relatively stupid question because the answer is just yes. Yep, I can tell you about him. And then I just walk away. I mean, what are you going to do if you're given one question? This is actually a good beginner game. What if you could have any one question answered truthfully, honestly, by the the the, the smartest of the gods? He knows pretty much everything. And if he doesn't know the answer, he knows to go who to go ask. And you get one question. How do you ask the question to get the most amount of answers? And then then try to answer that same question from the other side by doing your best to answer in a non-answer, in a non- to answer it literally. Can you tell me about Odin? The literal answer is yes. Boy, how defeated is that person that thought that he was getting over? That is the laziest kind of question that you can ask. Don't be afraid to to stand up. Do not be afraid to question. Do not be afraid to go for the answers. And yes, I know that... I was banging on the Indo-European thing and I know that there's a lot of authors out there that speak for it. But there are a lot of authors out there. Go find them because they exist that speak against it. Um... There's a science channel that I like watching, uh, Ver- Veritasium, Veritasium, and he, he discusses this. A, a bad habit that a lot of people have when they put a question into Google is they will put the answer that they're looking for in there, into the question. So I, I actually suggest um, watching him, Veritasium, on YouTube. He's, he's not heathen so far as I know, but he's a science guy. So he takes a, and in particular, he's a ma- he's a mathematician, but he takes a scientific approach to everything, and he actually does discuss this quite often. Is do not put your own bias into the um, into the search engine because it's a freaking machine. So it is going to look for your bias if you put the answer to your question in there. It is going to look for the answer to the best of its ability. But yeah, I'm I'm. I'm done. Uh, I've ranted on enough. I'm getting too far off topic now. We need to to start taking a stand. And we need to start being public so that we can find each other. So until next time, I'm just going to say, keep being brave.
1: Well, and I will say, make sure to ask questions. Even what we say, make sure you're always asking questions. And here's a little thing that the universalist faiths rarely have. Because they've actually asked CG this, and I've gotten something like this. Have you ever considered everything you believe might be wrong? Here's the basic fact that me and CG have. Yes, almost every day. And, you know, do you? you. And that is a very good question, because every single time we've turned that around on them, they don't have an answer, because they've never questioned it. You don't follow ethnic faith blindly. Here's the thing. Ethnic faith is, exists in such a way that every sing- the spirits, the gods, all of it could be nothing more than psychological archetypes and coping mechanisms. And you know what it still does? It allows you to have a great life. It allows you to become stronger. It allows you to love and care and want to defend your people. The same cannot be said of all these other sp- universalist spiritualities. There is only one people on this planet that can truly do our spiritualities and only one that will protect them and carry them forward, and that is us. And we have to decide, do we want to do that or do we want them to go away? Because that is what's at stake now. And with that, I'm going to sign off and say, keep asking questions, everybody. Oh, thank you.